Hey everybody, this is Steve Thomas. Thank you so much for joining us on Budge this month. This is the questions episode. We asked leaders several weeks ago to email us their questions, things they deal with on almost an everyday basis and little issues that they want to try to get cleared up. They emailed them and we're going to attempt to answer those questions today. I'm quite sure that you're going to be able to identify and pull some great stuff out of today. Hope you enjoy. So here we are, the questions episode, man, and I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I've got three questions, two of which I'm going to really talk about quite a bit. And if we have time, we'll get to the third. And if not, then we'll cover that later on sometime down the road in possibly uh, a different budge episode. So let's jump into this and roll and we're going to take about 45 minutes here and again cover at least two of these questions. So here's one of the questions that came and I love I love talking about this anyway. So I was really glad to see this. And and again I know a little bit of history on this question. So uh, some of the answers that I'm going to give to this question are, are are a little bit contextual perhaps but not overly contextual where it won't make sense in your particular individual context. So here's the question. The question is this, if one of the deepest cravings of human nature is the need to feel appreciated, why is it so hard for leaders to make those around them feel more significant or appreciated? If in fact it is a deep human need, and we all know that it is, why is it so difficult then for leaders to make people feel appreciated and to make them feel more significant? Very, very good question. Um, and, and, and one that I, again, love talking about uh, because as some of you have heard me say, and I will repeat it, and to me, this is just one of my fundamental belief systems about leadership. Here's what I believe. Encouragement is your number one leadership tool. Here's why I believe that. Everybody needs it and everybody can give it. Now, everybody needs it at different levels and they may need different types of encouragement, but I promise you this, that it is one of our fundamental human needs to feel appreciated, to be encouraged, and to feel like we matter and feel like we're significant. Now, let me take you back to the 1940s and there's a guy named Abraham Maslow it's one of my favorite things uh, to, to read and one of my favorite things to, to talk about is Abraham Maslow came up with the five basic human needs. And if you go back to episode one of Budge last year in August, we talked about this briefly, but he said these five basic needs of the five basic needs, the esteem need is a deep seated need in every human being. Um, that was actually fourth on his hierarchy of needs. The third need, he said, which which in, in, in his hierarchy was even more important than that, is the whole social need. That's the need to fit in and belong. So if you take the need to belong and the need for significance and you put those together, you have got what I believe to be one of the most powerful tools that you can use in all of your leadership. No one but no one will stay anywhere in which they don't feel like they belong and they don't feel like they matter. Um, and so it absolutely is one of the deepest human needs that we have. Both of those are. And so 
the question now is if that's true why do we struggle so much in making people feel significant and making people feel appreciated now uh if if we were all in person i would ask you this question and then we would take time to talk about it and i would get your answers but obviously we're not we're not in person but i love asking this question because they had all kinds of answers what is the number one reason of why people leave a job more than anything else and again i get all kinds of answers back from that so turns out there are about eight number one answers but anyway anyway one of those number one answers is that people leave jobs when they don't feel appreciated and the 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 key word there is they don't feel appreciated i'm not telling you they're not appreciated they might be but they don't feel appreciated now why is that why is it and this is the this is kind of the tone of the question why is that so difficult why can't leaders understand that people need to feel appreciated and feel significant and why can't we move as leaders to make that happen so i got three reasons that uh, i have been really pouring over to kind of answer hopefully answer the question as to why it is so difficult for leaders to make people feel appreciated or make people feel significant all right here's number one the value of that is not clear to the leader. The value of making people feel significant, the value of people feeling appreciated, the value of encouragement is still not completely clear to the leader on several levels. One is this, well, I don't need it, so why would they need it? Which again is a denial of your basic human nature, but if I don't need that kind of encouragement, or I don't need that kind of appreciation, then why would they need it? And so because we don't need it, we feel like we don't, we don't have to give it, which is kind of ignorant because we are not completely aware at this point of, of what exactly people need to feel like and operate as the best version of themselves. So I think the value is just not clear. And, and another piece of that is, and, and, and if you've ever said this, as a leader, I want to affectionately tell you to stop it. But if you've ever been around someone, and I have, I actually was on staff where our leader actually used, he actually said this statement. If you don't hear from me, everything must be okay. Okay, honest to God, I got about five statements that leaders make that to me are the five dumbest statements leaders make, and that's on the top five list. If you don't hear from me, everything must be okay. So what you're telling me is that the only time I'm going to ever hear from you is when something's going wrong or when you need to correct or when you need to change something. Other than that, we never hear from you. Okay, to me, it's a cowardly and it's a lazy approach to leadership. My interpretation of that is this. Look, um, I don't know how to do this, and so I'm not going to do it. And so if you need it, you gotta go get it somewhere else. Okay, so if you don't hear from me, everything must be okay. Okay, people need to hear from you. If you are a leader in a formal capacity, people need to hear from you. They need to know that they matter. They need to know about the work they're doing. They need to hear from you. Every human being alive needs to feel encouraged. And if you say the word encourage out loud, you've said two words, in and courage people need courage put in them so that they will function 
and operate with courage. So as a leader, to me, that's my one of my many responsibilities is I want to put courage in the people that I lead. Now, if you're not a formal leader and you work laterally with people, guess what? Still one of your roles. As a team player, to encourage people, put courage in team members. I ask this all the time. How many of you want the people around you to feel courageous? And who do you think raises their hand? Everybody raises their hand. Well, of course I want them to feel courageous. If they don't feel courageous, then they're not gonna work hard or they're not gonna produce like they should produce or they're not gonna work with excellence and all those other kinds of things. So I want them to feel courageous. Then as a team member, put courage in them. So I believe one of the number one reasons is, is because they don't understand the value or the value of that is not clear. Now, number two, why I think leaders don't do it is because they think they are. They really truly think they are. I think leaders assume a lot of times that people know their value. I think leaders assume a lot of times that people know that they're appreciated when it turns out actually some people don't. Now, there are two sides to this card, obviously. And I wanna address this now. This is kind of a separate thought, but I wanna tuck this in here. Sometimes you cannot give people enough to make them feel appreciated. Sometimes you can't give people enough to let them know how significant they are the team. And I'm fully aware of that. So you've gotta do what you can do. And at some point, the other side of it, they have to then go, okay, I am appreciated. I am significant. And sometimes that's just a deal that they have to work through. I get that. But do not let that be an excuse for not going above and beyond in your encouragement. But I think a lot of leaders think that they actually are making people feel appreciated and they are making people feel significant uh, when in fact, perhaps they, they, uh, they, they are not. The third reason I think that it is tough for leaders to do this is because they simply just don't know how. They don't know how to encourage. They don't know how to show appreciation. And I think they don't do it because they quote unquote, feel like they have to do it, you see? And they don't want it just to become a thing or they don't want to throw out these. And, and here's why I know this, because I've had them tell me this. That's how I know this. They don't want to throw out these compliments and these cliches that after a while just seems to be a little trite and insincere. I had a guy in a session one time, he's, he, he worked in a manufacturing plant and he was all excited about this. So I, I, I did not poo poo on his excitement. I celebrated it with him. And then I offered some other uh, encouraging advice, but he said, hey, he said, here's what we started doing. He said at four o'clock when the bell rings and everybody goes home, we got all the managers and leaders and we lined up two lines right in front of the door. And as people were going through that line and leaving, we said to them, thank you today. Hey, great job today. Thank you for being here. You did a great job. Thank you for being here. And they did that day after day, week after week. And after a while, what do you think people were thinking as they're walking through the line? Well, this is just a thing that you do. This is just a, a, a box you're checking off your list, right? When it first started happening, it felt very sincere. It was kind of a cool thing. But after a while, when it was the same approach in the same way and the same thing, it now it becomes just a thing and it no longer had 
any kind of a meaning. So I think leaders just simply don't know how sometimes to really encourage people the way people need to be encouraged. But th these are the three main things that I believe leaders struggle with is that, that the value of that is not clear. Um, they, they, they really truly think they are. And then, and then the third thing is they just simply don't know how uh, or without throwing around, you know, these flighty compliments or these cliche phrases that they simply don't want to. I was working with a guy one time, one-on-one, -on -one, and he, we were going through some of this encouragement stuff. And uh, th this guy was not very good at it at all. And admittedly so, he knew he wasn't very good at it. And I said, well, here's what you need to do. I said, here's what I want to challenge you to do. I want you to set a timer on your phone to go off every day at whatever time you want it to go off. And when that timer goes off, it's going to be a reminder for you to go encourage someone. And here's what he said. He said, ah, I just don't know if I want to do that. He said, if I do that, it just feels like something that I'm doing just because I'm doing it. And I was like, of course, that's what it's for because you're horrible at it. So anything you've got to do to remind yourself to make this a habit, do it. So that's my challenge to a lot of you is set a reminder every day at whatever time you want to. And when that, when that, when that reminder goes off, then encourage someone, encourage someone. So practically, how does that play out? Well, handwritten thank you notes are huge. Texts and emails feel good, but when you take the time to handwrite something and deliver it or actually mail it like with one of an old-fashioned way to mail stuff, like with a stamp, you know, that kind of thing, it, I'm telling you, it feels great. Find out what they, what encourages them and then encourage them that way. So that's another way that you can do it. Um, studies have shown that when people are receiving feedback, it actually encourages them and it shows appreciation. Now, I want you to understand this. Feedback, positive and negative, which blows me away. But when you're offering coaching and correction, it actually makes somebody feel appreciated because they know now that you're paying attention. You see this? And that you're present in what they're doing. And that matters to people. It's the last thing people want is to feel insignificant or just feel like they're a number or that they're just a cog in the wheel. And you know they're just all part of a big machine and they don't matter. So offering feedback, positive or negative, a very practical way. Uh, now, if you're gonna offer it negative, that's not a license to smash them and expect them to feel you know appreciated. Don't do that, but offer it in the right way. Um, expressing gratitude. You know, again, the thank you notes. Uh, there's an organization I was working with a while back and we created a gratitude wall. And I said, here's my challenge to you is whenever you see somebody do something really cool in the organization, put it on a piece of paper, put it on a post note, whatever, go to that gratitude wall and stick up on that gratitude wall for the whole entire place to see. Uh, now, obviously you don't want to get it personal and embarrass somebody, but create some sort of a gratitude wall or somewhere that's fun and creative that you can post thank yous and post shout outs and those kinds of things. And again, it's cool to see it on websites. It's cool to see it on these weekly things that we mail out. But when you're taking time to handwrite it, stick it somewhere, it just makes a huge difference. So a gratitude wall or expressing gratitude 
to people really goes a long ways. Uh, and then here, here's another way, and, and this might take a little while to explain, so I'm not gonna explain it in detail. I'm gonna lay it out there for you and kind of dance around it a little bit here so you kind of get it. But when you inspire hope in people, inspire hope in people. Now, how do you do that in a practical sense? As a leader, you see what can be, not just what is right now. You see this? You see what can be, not just what is right now. And when they know that you have their best interest and their future at heart, huge, huge encouragement. And they're going to feel appreciated. So inspire hope. Show them what can be. Talk about goals, personal and professional. I don't care. If they don't have any professional goals, then talk personal goals. Find out something that you can inspire hope in for them and begin to inspire hope. Uh, and, and, and I'm going to do a budge session down the line here, a budge episode on inspiring hope and kind of what that means and what that looks like. So anyway, hopefully all that's making sense. So I hope I've answered the question, why is it so difficult? But I, not, not only have I hope I've answered the question, but I hope I've given you more to think about in terms of what encouragement looks like and, and, and why encouragement matters. Here's one more thing on encouragement. And again, just a practical tip uh, on encouragement and, and, and what it means to the person. Always, always, always make it personal. Make it personal. So it's, it's, it's one thing to say, you know, hey, Bob, you did a great job on that. That is literally something you could say to anybody, anywhere, at any time. You could say that to the person behind the counter at five guys while you're ordering a hamburger. Hey, you did a great job getting my hamburger. I mean, so, so great job is not making it personal. When you're making it personal, you are identifying the value that they have and the value that they brought to that particular item that you are encouraging them on. So instead of, hey, Bob, great job, I will say something like this. Hey, Bob, the way you used your creativity to solve that issue the other day for the customer was mind boggling. That was awesome. And I'm gonna tell you what, that is what I appreciate about you is your creativity and yes. your ability to solve problems just like that. That is a big deal. So now you're making it personal and you're showing the value. So when you're encouraging somebody, make it personal. Now you understand, you understand for some people, for some leaders, that comes natural. And for other leaders, that does not come natural. So if you're listening to this and you are that leader, then here's what I want to encourage you to do. Understand the value of encouragement and appreciation and significance. Don't just assume that you already are, but make sure you are by doing these things we've talked about. And third, when you don't know how, then start with the smallest way possible and then let it build from there. So if, if any questions about that or you need help with that, when we're done, later on, you can call me and I'll be happy to Zoom with you, talk with you, whatever you wanna do, just to help you with that whole idea of encouragement. Here's the next question. How do you find purpose or reason in a world where the word leader, the word loyalty, the word respect are all but words, to most people without any meaning. And when money 
is the ultimate driver or selfishness is the ultimate driver. Here, here's, this is a very short answer and I'm gonna give you a little bit of my own personal story. And I'm gonna give you four things you can jot down. And again, relatively new thought process. So that's the beauty of budge episodes is I get to share with you new thought processes. So here's my short answer. Stay focused on your purpose. Stay focused on your purpose. And if your purpose, your value system, your belief system does not match that of the organization or of the team, then it's time to move on. Are you seeing it? So I get that I'm going to be in places. Trust me. I mean, I, I'm a speaker. I, 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 I talk to dozens of different kinds of organizations every year. And this year, it's crazy because now everybody's trying to play catch up. So dozens of different organizations, not all of them are going to buy in to my personal belief system. Not all of them are going to operate on the same purpose as what I'm going to operate on. You see? And so if it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit. And at some point we got to be honest about that and go, Hey, you know what? Uh, love you, but this is not going to be a good fit for me. So my value system, my belief system, my purpose, why I do what I do is not matching this particular situation. And I got to move on. And that's happened to me even as a speaker and as a coach, that's happened to me that I've some organizations, you know, what are you ultimately about? And they tell me and say, you know what? I don't think this is going to be a good fit. It's only happened two times, but still, if it's not working, it's not working. Here's the question. Do you understand what your purpose and your value system and your belief system really is? And can you articulate that? And if you can't, then it may be more of a feel or a rub that you're just unclear about. And that's not really fair to them and it's not fair to you. And so you have to figure out for you as an individual, first and foremost, who are you? Who are you and who do you want to be? You've got to know what your belief system is. You've got to understand um, you know, what, 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 what your purpose is. You got to understand what your values are. And when you understand that, now I'm going to look for places that that's going to match up. And this is why I get so emphatic with organizations. And almost everybody on this call, at some point, I've talked to you in your organization. So this is why I get so emphatic about team norms and core values. Because people have to know coming in, are you going to be able to operate within the context of these core values and these team norms? And if you are, then great. We got a cool thing going on. And it's going to be a great match. But if you're not, this is not going to be a good fit for you. That doesn't mean you can't do the job. You probably can. What it means is you're probably not going to be able to fit the culture of the organization. And therein lies the rub is that we look for people who are talented and skilled to do what we need to do. They get into the organization. We find out culturally, attitude wise, they're simply not a good fit and they are damaging what we have going on in the organization. So purpose, values, beliefs, they've got to sync up. There has to be, it's what we call alignment and there has to be alignment in that. So let me tell you real quick, a quick story for me um, and kind of where this went. And again, I'm gonna say this, these things later on down the road are gonna be a budge episode in and of itself. So you're gonna hear the story twice if you're on or if you're listening. 
Um, <clears throat> Deb and I went, De my wife, Deb and my wife and I went to, we decided we're going to buy a rental house. And so last February, we started this process of looking for a rental house, uh, 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 just some property we wanted to buy to rent. And so we thought, you know, it, 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 I think it'd be fun. And so we started down that road. Well, in the course of that conversation with um, people that were helping me in that process, I kept hearing things from other people like this. You gotta be careful how much money you spend on the house because remember, it's just a rental house. I was telling them things that I wanted to do for and with the renters. And I kept hearing things like this, but wait a minute, they're just renters. Okay, so phrases like that, mindsets like that, and it bothered me. And so I came home one day after looking at five different properties, I came home one day, went down to my uh, uh, basement where I have a little studio set up and I have a glass board on the wall and I started dumping out all of these thoughts. Long story short, here are the four reasons that I came up with of why I do what I do. Interestingly enough, these are the same four reasons that most other people do what they do. So whenever I hear somebody say, you know, why do you do what you do? They say money. That's it. Okay. That's true, but it's incomplete. And if you're doing what you're doing every single day of your life, just simply for the money, and that's what you're focused on, then there is a selfishness that's going on there. If that's the case, there's nothing more that you're concerned about. You're not concerned about other team members. You're not concerned about uh, uh, excellence. You're not concerned about a lot of different things if that's your focus. Okay, so I learned for me, I'm not buying a rental property just so I can make money. Why am I buying a rental property? Or more accurately, why do I do anything that I do? Here are the four reasons. And I'm telling you, if where I go and what I do doesn't fit these four criteria, I'm probably not doing it because it's not going to be a good alignment. And I'm not being true to who I was created to be. So here are the four reasons. Fun and enjoyment. That's number one. If it's not fun and I'm not going to enjoy it, I'm probably not doing it because life is too short to involve myself into things that are zero enjoyable. Are you see this? And if I'm not enjoying it, I'm gonna make you miserable while I'm miserable. So I'm gonna have fun and I'm gonna enjoy it. Number two, I want to add value. If I'm not adding value, I'm probably not doing it. So I'm probably not going somewhere now, this is, these aren't standalones, but these work in tandem with, with all four of these with each other. So wherever I go, I want to make sure I'm adding value, okay? If I'm not adding value, then I don't see the purpose of why, for me, of why I would, would, would go do anything. So in this rental property, I think it's going to be fun and I'm going to enjoy it because I like working on houses and just fixing things up and taking care of people but I also want to add value. So anybody that rents from us, I want to add value to your life. You're going to know, back to our first question, you're important and you're significant enough for me to do what it is that I'm doing. You see this? So got to be fun and enjoy, and I've got to add value. Here's the third reason, and these are in no particular order, by the way. It's what I was made for. It's what I was made for. 
I want to put myself in situations that this was what I was created to do. It's what I'm made for. In other words, it's in me and it's got to come out. Doing what I'm doing, budge, for example, you know, this kind of thing. I cannot not do this. And incidentally, if you're paying attention to this at all, I'm not getting paid to do this. This is free. You see this? It's fun. Hopefully I'm adding value. And guess what? It's what I'm made for. I love doing this. It's what I found are my strengths and it's what's in me that has to come out. There's a whole lot more that goes along with that that I'll share later on down the road. And the fourth reason I do what I do is I want to take care of me and I want to take care of my family. Now, that's where the money fits in, but it doesn't just have to be the money part of it. Are you seeing this? I take care of my family in a lot of different ways. What I do out there, I need to make sure that's helping me take care of me and take care of my family. Those are four reasons. And again, I'm telling you this, turns out most people I talk to, and I'll give you a history of this later on, most people I talk to, that's exactly why they say they do what they do. Or more accurately, what I ask is, what do you want from work? That's what they want from work. They want enjoyment. They want, uh, they, 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 they want to use their abilities and their strengths. As in other words, is what they were made for. They want to know that they're helping people, that they're making a difference. My word, adding value. And, and they want something, some sort of paycheck, some sort of resources to take care of them and their family. I'm not telling you one is more important than the other. Don't live life that way. They're all important. And whatever your purpose is, whatever you find out, this is why I do what I do. I'm going to find places that those things are going to be in alignment with why that organization is doing what they're doing or that team is doing what they're doing. And if it's not in alignment, it's probably just simply not a place for me. Now, do I go in places where all four of those are? No. Sometimes one is very, very small and the other ones are very, very large. It all, it's all going to vary. But the point is, is I now know why and I can articulate why I do what I do, my purpose, and I'm going to find places to put myself that that's going to fit and that that's going to work. Or probably more often than not, I'm not going to do it. Now, this is why I can do budge for nothing because it fits three of the four criteria. In fact, this helps me take care of my family because it puts me in a way better mood. See how that goes? I can go to organizations and go for whatever they need or can, whatever their budget allows, because that's not ultimately why I do what I do. I hope that's making sense to you. So how do you find purpose or reason in a world where everybody's just out for themselves? That's how I find it is because I know I'm not, and I know I'm going to put myself in situations and, 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 and with organizations and with teams in which that purpose, that value system, that belief system is going to align with theirs. Mm -hmm.